Thank you for this time, Lord. I pray, um, Holy Spirit, that you just speak to me as I share real fast, Lord. I pray that, God, no man can be glorified, no man can be lifted up, but you would, you would be lifted up, Jesus, and your Holy Spirit, God, would be demonstrated in power, God, in might, in the power of God, Lord, for your glory, for eternal work, for work through your church, God. I pray you strengthen us, God. Bless us, Lord. Have your way in this, this time tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Here we are. So, um... I'll, I'll just I'll share it for just a little bit. It's not gonna be long, but as I was praying for what I, you know, want to talk about or what the Lord put on my heart to share, probably a couple of weeks ago, uh, I couldn't get the. There's a couple of phrases and just this simple phrase which we've heard all our lives, especially if you've grown up a Christian. And it's just all about Jesus. It's just for Him. Everything's about Jesus. And you know, obviously, there's so many things we just words or phrases that we hear. And we just, they just kind of go one ear out the other. And even the songs we're singing tonight, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Like, think about those words. Like, I give you my soul. That's like my longings, my desires, the things I was created for, the, the dreams that I have or the, the passions in me. I give those all to the Lord. I live for him. And so really, I want to encourage the church tonight, not just F&T, but the church of the body of Jesus Christ. And But I do think it's it's timely for F&T, for, for us as a body. And I think it it goes along with what Christy was saying, what even Mom was talking about, running the race and being a good soldier. But also, I was listening back to uh, the services Sunday, and Dad was talking about, you know, faith different or faith more. And I believe that's what he's calling, especially maybe this year, but I think it's always this, but I feel in my heart he's been calling me to that more this year um, in the end of last year, but a faith that pushes us out, a faith that calls us out, a faith that takes us past, I'm just a regular person, or I'm just in the back, or whatever it may be, whatever limitation you put on, it's a faith that takes us deeper in in Christ, a faith in Christ alone, obviously. But I do believe God wants to move. I think he wants to move more and more. I think, you know, the reason he hasn't come back yet is because he's merciful and patient. For everybody to come to the Lord can be saved. That's what he wants. He wants everybody to be saved, and so he's He's patient, he's long-suffering, and we are the tools he uses to save everybody, to bring salvation. And so I, I think he wants to move through the church. I know he wants to move through the church. And so what, tonight I just pray that um, we can get a little little greater vision of that or a little more clarity in that. But um, And there are a lot of times, we know the church isn't just one person. We know it's Jesus is the head, but the church is all of us. It's me, it's you. It's with all our imperfections, it's with all our inabilities and our our. Um, limitations, but I want to encourage us tonight, really in Christ and the faith in Christ, that our faith should rest in Christ, not on us. So, you know, we think about pressing in and going further, this, like, you know, 2022, let's go more, or even our whole lives, we hear that, let's just keep on, go deeper in the Lord. Like, what are the things, sometimes, what are the things that keep us from doing that? And I just read, there are probably more, but I just read three things real quick. There's unbelief, so we don't believe that either God can use me or believe maybe I failed too much or maybe I'm just inadequate or maybe I don't believe in God or maybe I just don't believe in his power. And then there's a lack of intimacy with Christ, which definitely leads, you know, unbelief is tied into that. But if we don't know the character of God, we don't know the character of Christ, we're not going to be able to press him. We're not going to be able to live this life of faith and be victorious and be the church like God wants, especially in these last days. We're going to feel unusable. And then also, one thing for me, 
uh, is the cares of this world. It gets me a lot. It distracts me. It numbs me to things of the, things of God, or it, you know, just desensitize. I get desensitized, whatever it may be. And um, so those are three things: unbelief, lack of intimacy with Christ, and then the cares of this world. And so for me, like the cares of this world, it's pretty. I get you know, you get selfish. You start thinking about what I want. I want to attain this in life. I have these dreams, these desires. I'm going to do this. I want to get this done. I want to, you know, set out to be this or this and that career, whatever it may be. And I get, you get selfish. You lose track. Okay, where it's my world. I don't give my heart, my soul. You know, we sing that. I know we've all heard this before, but this is what God's impressing in me this beginning of the year, five days, but also a little bit uh, last year. It's just all about Jesus. Every and it re- just a simple phrase. I'm just praying it takes just such a great effect in my heart, just that phrase. But if you can turn to Colossians 1, uh, 15 through 17. And this verse has been on my heart for probably a couple weeks. <clears throat> and I work 9 to 5 at a, a bank, so I, I know what it's like to like, chase a career and work for a career. Um, so God has placed us all with you know calls in our life. And Paul even says, real quick, one second. Paul says, only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. So yes, God calls us to things. He puts desires and passions in our heart. But not ever once should it, should it be about me then following my career or following, God told me to do this, so I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to get this done. But it's always about Jesus. It's always about the greater purposes of you know, his desires and his kingdom. So Colossians 1, 15 through 17. He's talking about Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth. Everything was created by him, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and him in, and in him all things hold together. He's the head of the body, the church. So that um, verse 16 is what's been sticking out to me, convicting me, um, shaping me, and thank God for his uh, conviction and repentance and grace, because I really, I know everybody that gets in this pulpit says like, you know, I'm preaching to myself, I'm preaching to myself, I fail in this all the time, but I really, really do. Um, Like I get caught up in so many things, distracted in so many things, who God is Thank God for his grace, but he's working this in me as well. So I don't say this as better than y'all. You know, we're all in this together, and we are the same in Christ. We're all in Christ. It's only by his grace um, we are where we are. So anyways, um, verse 16, all things were created through him and for him. So I'm just emphasizing as I start that everything is for Jesus, that he has, the only reason we're here is because of him. He created us for him. So no matter what my life no matter what gifts he gives me, what calls he has in my life, whether it's um, in the church or whether it's in the world, you know, a secular job. Like for me, I'm in banking. Whether If that's a call he has on my life, that's great. Praise God. But my life is not about banking or maximizing my, you know, potential in, in banking or finance, whatever it is. But it's about Christ. I'm created for him. And um, then I want to get into that... We're created for God, and he wants to use us. He wants to use us in a mighty way. And I don't want to focus so much on, like, 
to be used in my field of work or to be used outside in my workplace. Yes, he wants to do that. Again, like I said, I work at a, a regular job, and God uses me, and I believe he will use me to save souls and much more. So I'm not discounting that at all, but it's, this is more, I guess what I emphasize is the church of Christ and God, what he wants from the church before he returns home, before he comes back to get us. Because if we believe that, then we know that God's going to want to do mighty things through the church. And he's going to want to use each and every one of us. Like I said, the church is not just one person, but it's all of us. And not just F&T, we know that, but all over the world. But I do want to focus on F&T. The church is it's all of us together. And with our imperfections, our inabilities, God wants to use this mightily. And he has a great plan for his church. And like Mom said, we are soldiers. And we're not just little weak sheep anymore, but we're soldiers through Christ. So let's go to, um, actually, Colossians um, chapter 1 still. I just want to bring out how God is the one that's qualified us, that Jesus is the one that's qualified us. So never, no matter what inability is, again, like, like you think you have, or limitations, failures, um, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what happens, God is the one that's qualified us, and he is the one that's qualified us once and for all through Christ. So let's read in um, verse 9, chapter 1. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I pray we get that today, what his will is. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved beloved son in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. In verse 21, uh, verse 20, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him if you continue in the faith. And so here I just want to point out that God has done all the work. We A lot of times we try to, you know, we get a, I get on a performance base or where, you know, I did this for God or I didn't do this for God. Does that mean I can worship a lot this week or does that mean I can't? And God has already qualified us. If our faith is in him, he's already qualified us once for all. He's the one that called us out of darkness. And he's the one that called us into his light to be heirs, joint heirs with Christ. He's done it all. And so I'll eventually get to the point I'm making. But let's see. Go to 2 Corinthians 3, 4 through 6. Right now I really just want to bring out how there really is no excuse for us to make to say God can't use me or I'm not that vital to the church or I don't really need the church or whatever it may be. There's no excuse we can make. And I mean in the sense like to keep us from God. There's, God wants to use us so mightily. He wants to use each and every one of us for his, his grand purposes, which is saving um, saving as many souls as he can before he returns and establishing his kingdom. So in uh, 1 Corinthians, this is Paul talking to the church in Corinth. Verse 26, chapter 1. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you are wise according to the worldly standards. They're not very capable. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. 
God chose what is low and despised in the world. And I love this one. Even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And so really, yes, we, we are incapable. We do fall. We have inabilities. And apart from God, we can't ever serve him. We can't be his church. We'll, we'll never amount up to what he, you know, his status or what he wants. We always fall short. But if we're in Christ, he's already done this. And he's taken the things that are weak and made them strong. He's taken the unwise and made wise. And even the things that are not to bring to nothing the things that are. So that we can never boast in ourselves. We can never boast in whether it's pride or whether I'm used a lot. I, I can never boast because I'm up here and sharing. I can never boast because it's God. Oh, I can only boast in Christ. And we can always only boast in Christ because we are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Without the righteousness and sanctification and redemption, we are lost. And, and God sent his son Jesus. And now, like I read earlier, that he has reconciled us to himself. So we have no more excuse to say, I can't do this, or God is pushing me to do this. I'm uncomfortable. I just can't. Or maybe I've sinned too much or I've failed too much in my life. It's just a mess. And we keep that, we let the devil just keep those lies in our hearts that we can't come to God and he can't use us. But it is a lie because, like I've read, Christ has already done all the work. He's fulfilled everything through his sacrifice once and for all. So uh, let's read... 2 Corinthians 3, 4 through 6. I'm jumping around a lot in the scriptures, so you'll bear with me. I don't even know how long I've been talking. Has it been long? I'll never mess with my dad again then, because I lose track of time. All right. 2 Corinthians 3, 4 through 6. And this is our calling as his children, as his church. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. So we have confidence through Christ toward God. Again, Christ has done all the work. He's called us out. He's sanctified us. He's redeemed us. He's made us righteous. Verse 5, Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And I'll, I guess I want to emphasize this. Verse 6, who has made sufficient to be ministers of the new covenant. And I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm bashing like hopes and dreams and stuff. Because again, like I said, I have hopes and dreams in this world. That's great. But God has not made us ministers of my hopes and dreams in this world to, to fulfill what I want to fulfill. But he's made me a minister of the new covenant, of preaching Christ crucified. Because there's a great call in our life and there's a great responsibility as a church that if we get caught up in the cares of this life, we'll miss it. And then, next thing you know, he's returned, and what have we done? It's just like uh, Mom just read earlier, the soldier, he doesn't set up a home where he's, you know, in the field. He doesn't just may have a family and create a house there and business. He doesn't do that because he knows his time is short, and he has a mission to accomplish. And we have the same. We have a mission to accomplish on this earth. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 2. And if you do feel inadequate and you feel weak and nervous, uh, we have somebody that is related to us pretty well, and that's Paul in chapter 2. So, and when I came to you, brothers, did, 
when I, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. My speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And I do feel like that tonight, like I'm, you know, nervous or just whatever it is, or I stumble, I mumble, I talk too fast, whatever it may be. But if, if our, and even relate that to your own life, if God is pushing you to do something, and you know it's like it's him, but you're very uncomfortable, Paul even says right here, he was uncomfortable to do this, but he knew this was his call that God has put on his life, and the Holy Spirit showed up and it moved in power, and that their faith wasn't on men, it wasn't on my ability to accomplish things or my skills that we could rest. Oh, well, you know, dad will be here. He can accomplish it because, you know, he's done this a while. He's very seasoned. He's experienced. He can do it. But no, our faith is a rest in Christ. And our faith is a rest in the power of God and the Holy Spirit. And so if you're feeling like God's, I think Arena, because we mentioned Sunday, like God's kind of putting a ministry in our heart. If God is calling you and pushing you to something, don't shy away because you think maybe you're inadequate or I'm incapable. Again, this verse, or maybe you don't even have the skill, like, what the heck, God, how is that ever going to happen? It says, even the things that are not to bring to nothing the things that are. So they don't exist, but God brings them to pass. And um, and he's going to use it for his might and his power. All right, so this is kind of what I want to kind of wrap up right here. In John 17, and I just love this chapter and this verse. So we know that our lives are supposed to be meant for God. Everything is for Jesus. The worship we sing, the jobs we have, whatever it is, it's for Jesus. And that He has sanctified us. He has made us righteous. He has made us worthy to live this life in boldness and to be used by Him. With it and have confidence in the gifts that he's given us to be used for him and for his church. Because the way, the power and salvation of Jesus will be demonstrated through his church. And it's not going to be through one person's skill or other person's skill or what we do out there, but it's going to be through the church of Jesus Christ. That's how the world will be saved and the world will know that Jesus is real, that he came to die for them. In John 17, this is Jesus praying. Um, verse 20. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. This is us. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. I just love this passage. Francis, I listened to Francis Chan a little bit, but he talked one time. So he was like, if God could save the world, if we could choose one way for God to show up, the world would believe that it, it's him, he's God, and he saves them, what way would it be? Like, you know, a lot of us think of miracles or move mountains, do great signs and wonders. But no, Jesus prays that the church may be one. So, like, the way that Jesus wants to save the world and the best representation of Christ is the unity of the body of Christ, the unity of the church. And like I read earlier, you know, the world thinks 
the cross is foolishness into what is God has made I forgot. God's made the foolish wise and the wise foolish. Or like whatever the um sorry. I think anyways preaching the cross is foolishness to those that don't believe. The things that are spiritual are foolishness to those that don't believe. Just like John seventeen, like if we think about it, no, that's never gonna happen. Just because we're one or we're in unity, the world's gonna, you know, believe that Jesus is real, that God sent Jesus. Like, no way. But that's the way that's what Jesus prayed, and it is attainable that he's gonna do this because he's praying it for us. And um, really, my point tonight is that, you know, if God is placing something in your heart that, and for the body of Christ, for the church, to do in the church, to strengthen the church, to bring unity, whatever it is, a ministry, a burden for somebody, prayer for somebody, whether it's seen or unseen, chase after it in faith. Like, even if you're uncomfortable, go forward in it. Especially, you know, starting out this year, let's just go forward for God because it is all for Him. He doesn't put things in us for ourselves just to be, you know, feel good about myself or, oh, I can do this now. That's cool. But no, it's for Jesus. Everything is just like He gives it to us. We give right back to Him. And so He's placed you in this body. Um, He's led you where you're at. And I believe that God does want to do great things in this church in this year, especially before He returns because who knows what's going to happen. And so I encourage you to step out in faith, to follow the call of God, to really press in and see it's all about him. And what does he want to do through me this year? What does he want to do through me for FNT, for the church, for you, Jesus? What do you want? Let's be asking that. And if you don't know, ask him. Just like, God, what do you want me to do? What do you, what's your desire for, for FNT, for the church? Or what do you desire? And whatever, you know, Bernie starts putting your heart, you see a need, you know, that's where you need to start. Um, Dad always says, if you see something missing, and you notice it, maybe that's probably God telling you that you need to fill that need. I'll close with this. Philippians 3, 12 through 14. You all know this scripture, but this should be our focus always. And only by the Holy Spirit and His grace. <clears throat> not, that I have, not that I have already obtained this or am per- already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus had made, has made me His own, He's worthy of our lives. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus. Let's press on, guys. No matter what you've come from or inabilities or weaknesses, press on in Christ, in faith. It says continue in the faith. And faith doesn't change once you're saved. It's still the same way. You're saved through faith by grace, by grace through faith. And we continue this life by grace through faith. He will give you the grace to complete it. Allow him to rest in his grace and let our faith rest in him. I open these altars tonight. Uh, I just want us to pray, you know, time of prayer real quick. Just self-reflection, reflect on your heart like, God, are you showing me? Or have you not shown me anything? Well, so maybe you need to hear from God. or Maybe he's already showing you something, a gift or a working. He's working in you. But I just encourage you all to come and let's pray for one another. Pray for the church that God would have his way. I'll close in prayer. God, I thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for your son. I thank you for Jesus, that because of him, we have life. God, and we've been sanctified and redeemed. God, we've been reconciled to God. Lord, that we were once far off, but now we're close. God, now we're brought near because of the blood of Jesus. Lord, I just pray for just FNT specifically, God. God, that you would begin to birth, God, just gifts and dreams and visions, Lord. 
not for our own gain, but Lord, for you, Jesus, for your church, God, that you would be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish before you return, God, that we would be found faithful, God, and found doing, God, your work and your will, Lord. I pray we never find ourselves striving in our own power to accomplish these things, God, but realize that we can still do nothing apart from you, God. I thank you for the grace that you do give us, God, to walk this life. I pray you continue to do it, God, and continue to grow our faith to believe you for it. God, I pray you show us the things in our hearts, God, that may be distracting us from you, that are keeping us from you, and God, that we would just you know, surrender them to you, Father, and lead us in your way, God. I pray you just bless this time, God. I pray for us all, Lord, that our hardships would be so focused on you, God, that everything we do would be for you, God. Thank you, Jesus.